Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is, He is Worthy. He is Worthy. Who is Worthy? Our King, Yeshua, Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth, Yeshua born in Bethlehem, the son and descendant of King David, our King, He is Worthy. Worthy of what? Well, worthy of our surrender, worthy of our obedience, worthy of our loyalty, worthy of our adoration, our praise, and our worship. A king who is good, a king who is righteous, a king who is just in all of his ways is worthy of all of these things from us. Let me read to you from Revelation chapter 5. And as I read here, notice the word worthy come forth from this angel. This is the Apostle John, the vision that he saw in the book of Revelation. Chapter 5, verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Don't miss that this is a strong angel. Angels are stronger than we are, and this is a noteworthy, powerful angel. This angel says, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. Here's a strong angel a mighty, powerful messenger of the Most High. And he's not worthy to open this scroll. He can be strong, he can be excellent, but he can't open this scroll. Verse 4, So I wept much, says John, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. This is Yeshua. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David. King David, the greatest king in Israel, the one who brought the Ark of the Covenant into the tabernacle and established 24-7 praise and worship, the king whose heart was longing and loyal and chasing after the Most High, this King David, in his lineage, after uh, hundreds and hundreds of years, comes the Messiah, who is now called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David. Here we have the image of Yeshua as a conquering, prevailing Lion. As he walked the earth, as we read the Gospels, we see him as the light of the world, and we see him as a teacher, and we see him ultimately as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Lamb who was slain and has redeemed us to God with his own blood. So he poured out his blood. He lived the spotless, blameless life required of a lamb to make the sacrifice, and he went into the grave according to the scriptures. He truly is the Lamb of God. And the third day, he rose from the dead and became the lion, the prevailing lion, who is king, 
who is king of all, who is the overcomer and the one who has prevailed. He alone, don't miss this, he alone is worthy. Our Messiah alone is worthy to open this scroll and to loose its seals. He alone is worthy of our loyalty and our obedience and our surrender and our worship. What has he prevailed over? Well, number one, he has prevailed over sin. It is written in Romans 5. Elohim demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for the ungodly. Therefore, having been justified by his blood, we are saved from wrath through Messiah. He bore our iniquities. He carried our, our diseases. He, his blood paid the price for our sin. And we have escaped the very wrath of Elohim because Yeshua has prevailed over our sin. Number two, he has prevailed over death. It says in Hebrews chapter 2, Just as the sons of Elohim have partaken of flesh and blood, Yeshua took on the same flesh and blood, that he through death might destroy the one who had the power of death, that is the devil. Death is destroyed. Death is defeated. He has prevailed. I'm not going to die. You're not going to die. There's a place prepared for us in our Father's house because Yeshua prevailed over death. And then in that same scripture in Hebrews 2, Yeshua has prevailed over number three, the devil. The one who had the power of death the one who had the keys of death and of Hades, Yeshua went into hell and destroyed the devil and brought back the keys in his hand and has delivered those keys to us. Our king is a prevailing lion. <laughs> and because of that, he is worthy. Now, let me share with you uh, a vision that I had uh, several years ago. In the vision, I was on a tall ship one of these old style, like the Mayflower, a wooden ship with masts and sails and a rudder out the back with this big wheel that turns the rudder to steer the ship. And it was a sunny day out on the high seas and I was at the wheel. I was, you might say, the captain or uh, the one steering the boat, the wheel, and the rudder were under my command. And as I was at the helm of this ship, something was not right inside of me. I should have been joyful. Sunny day, full sail, moving at a high speed, and I'm in control. And something just didn't seem right about that picture as I saw it in a vision. Then the vision panned to the back of the ship, and on the back of the ship, you know, where they put the name, my name was written, Daniel Hintz, and then crossed out. And then my name was there again, and then crossed out. Six times my name was written on the back of that ship and then crossed out. And then all, all of a sudden, my name, written six times, disappeared in this vision. And this is what was written on the back of the ship, the kingdom of Yeshua. The kingdom of Yeshua is the name of that ship. 
And then the whole vision changed. The next part of this vision, I was kneeling in the front of the ship with a bucket and some type of sponge or something. I was swabbing the deck, singing a song. And Yeshua was at the wheel. Yeshua was steering the ship. It's his ship. It's the kingdom of Yeshua ship. And it's his. He is the captain of the ship called the kingdom of heaven. He is the captain of our salvation. He is the captain of the host of Jehovah. He is the king. When I was at the helm, I, I did not have joy. I did not have a song. I, I had a, it was almost like a dread and anxiety. But as soon as I let go of that, and Yeshua took the helm, and I was simply serving him, then I had joy. Then I had a song. And this is one of the places where I really learned that once I understand that Yeshua is worthy, there is joy in my serving. I mean, we, we can take our hands off the wheel. We can serve Yeshua. But if we don't understand that he's worthy of our service, if we don't understand that he's worthy of our obedience, then there is still no joy and no song in our serving. Uh, a few months later, the, the vision continued, and I saw the ship in the port. And it was being unloaded in the port, and Yeshua was sitting on the deck, and several of us, you might call us sailors or servants, were sitting around Yeshua as he taught us. Now, the normal image we have of a ship coming to port is the sailors once it's unloaded, they rush into the port for whatever they do in those ports. But that's not what we did on the ship called the Kingdom of Heaven. We stayed on the ship because our Savior, our Captain, our Shepherd, our Teacher was on the ship. And he had many things to teach us. So this also taught me that Yeshua is my Shepherd and my Teacher and the one who communicates the Kingdom to me. He is worthy of my attention. He is worthy of my listening ear and my understanding heart. Let me read to you now from Psalm 95. More about He is worthy. This is from Psalm 95, verse 1. Now, this, of course, is talking about Jehovah, the Father of Yeshua. However, we do know from Psalm 8, and John 1, 1, that through Yeshua, all things were created. So Yeshua and the Father and the Spirit were united in one, creating all things. Psalm 95, 1. O come, let us sing to Jehovah. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Why are we singing? He's our rock. He's our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For Jehovah is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before Jehovah, our Maker. He is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Why is he worthy? Why is this King worthy? Well, 
He's our creator, our maker, the one who holds the sea in the palm of his hand. He is our God, our Elohim, our shepherd, and we are his people. He has saved us. He's our rock. He's our salvation. He calls us his own. It says we are his people. We are his sheep. That wouldn't say that if he hadn't claimed us as his own. He has redeemed us, even from the dark places we've come from. He is creator. He is shepherd. He is savior. He is rock. He is our God. This is why he's worthy. This is why he's worthy. And let me build on that here from Revelation chapter 4. As we see an image of the one who sits upon the throne, the king upon the throne. And we see an image of 24 elders and four cherubim. This is Revelation 4 verse 9. And you'll, you'll hear again here the word worthy. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Two times these elders say, You live forever and ever. They fall down before the one who's on the throne. They say that he lives forever and ever. He's the eternal one, the uncreated one. And then they say he's worthy because he's created all things. I'm pondering this in my heart and in my mind. And I know it's difficult for us to understand. He's, he's an eternal one. He's an uncreated one. And by faith, I accept that. By faith, I acknowledge that. And because he is the uncreated one, because he's the creator of everything else, because he is the one that sits upon the throne, he's sovereign over all that he has created, including me. And again, he's not like the kings of the earth who are proud and, and greedy and unjust. He is giving. He's loving. He's just. He's merciful. He's true. Our king is true. And he's worthy. He is worthy. Let me take this a step farther and read to you more from Revelation chapter 5, where we see the Lamb again. We see the Lamb. This is Revelation 5, verse 8. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Here they are falling down again, on their knees, prostrate before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll, you are worthy, and to open its seals, for you were slain, and have redeemed us to God by your own blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, 
and we shall reign on the earth. I'm going to come back to that. He not only has redeemed us with his blood, he has made us kings. And he has made it so that we will reign with him. Wow. But let me continue, and I'll come back to that. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. This is a multitude. This is a praise and worship gathering. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. There are seven things there. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Everything in the existence of the universe is incorporated in those seven words. There's nothing outside of those seven words. And he is worthy to receive all of these things. He is worthy of everything in the universe. Nothing left out because he was slain and he has redeemed all things. It says in Colossians, Elohim has redeemed all things to himself in heaven and on earth in Messiah, having made peace through the blood of the cross. He's the redeemer and he has redeemed all things. So he is worthy of all things. And it continues, and every creature, every creature which is in heaven, that's angels, and on the earth, that's humans, and under the earth, that's demons, as su and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him, who lives forever and ever. There's the third time that these elders fell down to worship. And the third time they said that he lives forever and ever. Our king is worthy. He is great. He is awesome. He is uncreated. He is savior. He is redeemer. He is worthy. Let me just go back to that statement. He has made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. He did not just redeem us from sin and death and the power of the devil so that we could just crawl across the finish line into heaven someday. He redeemed us so that we could rule with him rule with him in a new heaven and a new earth. Think back to the Garden of Eden. The command that Jehovah gave to Adam and Eve, this was in the perfect garden. This was before sin entered human existence. He said this, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the cattle of the field. Rule. He created mankind to rule. Now sin uh, thrust us into a different place, but the redemption and the eternal new creation, we will once again rule with him. What a privilege, what an honor, what a glory for us to be put up to places of rulership, being kings and priests with the king. Now, understand this, there's only one king, 
in Isaiah 32, 1, it says, A king shall reign in righteousness, princes shall rule with justice. So maybe a better translation there is he's made us princes and priests to our God. A king, one king shall reign in righteousness, princes, plural, many will rule with justice. We have a great future in store for us. We have an abundant future and a glorious future in store for us. I would say this Savior is worthy. Shalom.